This is the Excellent Reception Podcast. Hey, I'm your host, Little Dave, and welcome to another episode of Excellent Reception, the podcast where we talk about timeless music and tell the stories behind the songs to help you better understand why they are so amazing. Before we get started, make sure you subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, and wherever else podcasts are available. Please take the time out to leave a review. These help to push up our rankings in the podcast charts so more people can discover excellent reception. Also, check out our website, www.excellentreception.com for more information about the artists and the songs we have featured on the podcast. For this episode, I'm looking at a classic song that everyone knows, but they may not know enough about. It's a song that brings about joy with just the uttering of a few lyrics and gets you dancing within seconds of hearing its bare-bones rhythm. On this episode, we're talking about the 1965 hit from the Dixie Cups called Ico Ico. Excellent reception. Our story starts in the city of New Orleans, Louisiana, where every year, on the day before Ash Wednesday, revelers crowd bars and spill into the sidewalks of Bourbon Street. This is Mardi Gras, which is French for Fat Tuesday, an annual celebration where people eat, drink, party, and drink more before giving up their vices for Lent. Much like the carnival festivals in Brazil and the Caribbean that occur around the same time, New Orleans's Mardi Gras has melded elements of African culture, native traditions, and Christian iconography into the fabric of what this event has become. The sound of Mardi Gras is steeped in the music of the African diaspora, like jazz and blues, which originates from this area. There are many songs which are deeply intertwined into the traditions of this celebration, and there are a handful that have gone on to impact music culture around the world. One of these compositions is the song Ico Ico. One of the most iconic and well-known versions of Ico Ico is the recording by a 1960s teenage pop group called the Dixie Cups. The group was made up of two sisters, Barbara Ann and Rosalie Hawkins, plus their cousin, Joan Marie Johnson, who all hail from New Orleans. They signed with Redbird Records and went on to New York City to work on music. During the mid-60s, they recorded a string of hit records, the biggest being their 1964 debut single, Chapel of Love, a song that was written by Phil Spector, Jeff Barry, and Ellie Greenwich for girl group The Ronettes and was originally recorded by Darlene Love.
The Dixie Cups version of Chapel of Love would top the Billboard charts for three weeks, unseating the number one spot that was previously held by the Beatles' song Love Me Do. While they were between recording sessions for their debut, the girls would normally fool around a bit. During a moment when the session musicians were taking a break, the trio started banging out beats on whatever random items were laying around in the studio. An old ashtray, a metal chair, and an empty Coke bottle. They started singing an old song that they would hear their grandmother sing. My grandma and your grandma sitting by the fire. My grandma told your grandma I'm gonna light your flag on fire. They had no idea that the studio engineer still had the tape running and that the magic of this moment was captured. The producers, realizing the greatness of what they witnessed, decided to turn this into a finished song. Instead of re-recording the song, they just overdubbed musicians playing additional percussion and a bass line over the raw performance. Ico Ico, as we know it, was born. It's amazing to think that every time you hear the Dixie Cups version of this song, you are experiencing that perfect, unplanned moment preserved for all time. Let's listen to it right now. Here's the Dixie Cups with Ico Ico. My grandma and your grandma are sitting by the fire. My grandma told your grandma, I'm gonna set your flag on fire. Talking about henna, henna, henna. Ico Ico on me. Jagamo Fino on me. Look at my king all dressed in red I go, I go one day I bet you five dollars you kill you day Drive a movie night day Talking about henna, 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 henna I go, I go one day Drive a movie no one night day Drive a movie night day When it came to the paperwork, the members of the Dixie Cups were accredited as the writers of Ico Ico, but the girls didn't realize that there was a deeper history behind the lyrics. The song their grandmother was singing was actually written and recorded over 10 years before by James Sugarboy Crawford. The original song was called Giacomo, and it was released in 1953 as a single by Sugarboy and his cane cutters. While Giacomo was a pretty popular Mardi Gras anthem, it didn't have much traction as far as record sales. Despite that, James Crawford had a very promising musical career. The Cane Cutters secured regular work 
as the house band for the Carousel Club in Baton Rouge, and the band continued to release a steady stream of new recordings. One incident in 1963 put James Crawford's career on hold and almost ended his life. While on the road in northern Louisiana, he was stopped by police and pistol whipped. His only crime was being a black man with a fancy new car. The injuries were bad enough that it cracked his skull and left him in a coma. It took him over two years to walk, talk, and play piano again, but he was never able to fully recover his once thriving music career. He eventually limited himself to only performing in church. While he was getting his life back together, a song he had written years ago was developing a life of its own. Unfortunately, he wasn't getting any of the credit. This led to an intense legal battle between the Dixie Cups and Crawford. When you listen to both songs, it's obvious that the lyrics and the melodies are almost exactly the same. But in the end, Crawford lost the right to be credited as the writer of the song, but earned the right to receive royalty payments. In his words, I figured 50% of something was better than 100% of nothing. Let's listen to the original version of Aiko Aiko, which is called Giacomo by Sugar Boy and his cane cutters. Aiko, 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 Hande. Giacomo, Pilo, Hande. Giacomo, Pinane. My spy boy, met your spy boy, sitting by the bio. My spy boy, I do the your spy boy, I'm gonna set your flag on fire. Talking about head now, head now. I go, I go, Hande. Giacomo, Pilo, Hande. Giacomo, Pinane. Oh, look at my queen all dressed in red. I go, I go, Hande. I bet you five dollars she'll kill you dead. Giacomo Pinane, talking about head now, head now. Aiko, Aiko Hande. Giacomo Pilo Hande. Giacomo Pinane. This is the Excellent Reception Podcast. So now, anytime Aiko Aiko was used in a TV commercial, a movie, or covered by another artist, both the Dixie Cups and James Crawford would get royalty payments. Lucky for them, Aiko Aiko was used a lot. It has appeared in movies like The Big Easy, Mission Impossible 2, as well as on TV shows like Treme, The Mickey Mouse Club, and even The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. My grandma and your grandma 
This song has been covered by everyone. People like the Neville Brothers, Cindy Lauper, Zap Mama, and even Alvin and the Chipmunks. The Grateful Dead have even made it a standard part of their live performances. In 1989, British girl group The Bell Stars invaded the U.S. music charts with another popular version of Ico Ico. This one reached 14 on the Billboard charts, and it appeared in the hit movie Rain Man. Another notable cover of this song was the one by New Orleans-based piano player Dr. John, who released it on his 1972 album Dr. John's Gumbo, which was a collection of New Orleans R&B standards. This version was important because Dr. John made sure to acknowledge the roots of this song and pay his respect to James Sugarboy Crawford by following the blueprint laid out on the original recording of Giacomo. Let's listen to Dr. John's version of Ico Ico. Excellent Reception Podcast.
We know that Aiko Aiko is a fun, feel-good song, but with it being as popular as it has become, the history and the meaning behind it is usually lost on most people. Some people don't even realize that the song has any connection to New Orleans at all, and the lyrics are often misconstrued. To understand the song, you must understand the culture of the black masking Indians. These are the black carnival revelers with the brightly colored, flashy, feathered outfits who for over 300 years have paraded around their communities. The tradition started long before blacks were allowed to attend the city's Mardi Gras celebrations. People from different neighborhoods would organize into tribes who would spend all year creating elaborate costumes that stylistically paid tribute to the local Native American tribes who helped slaves escape back in the 1700s. During the parades, the tribes would follow very strict protocols. Every group would consist of a leader called the Big Chief, a wild man who usually carried a symbolic weapon, flag boys who hold the tribe's flags, and spy boys who head out in the front lines to clear a path. In the original version of Giacomo, James Crawford talks about two rival tribes who cross paths. They start to yell insults and chants at each other. A spy boy from one tribe encounters the rival crew's flag boy and threatens to set his flag on fire. These type of altercations were common in the early days of the black masking Indians. While it's said that many of these confrontations resulted in bloodshed and violence, a lot of that is over-exaggerated. These days, they prefer to battle each other through style and performance. Or as the saying goes, killing them dead with a needle and thread. The chorus of Giacomo is made up of two chants that tribes would use. Aiko Aiko Ande and Giacomo Fino Wanande. Over the years, there has been some debate over what these chants actually mean. There's an uncertainty to even which language is being used. Is it some African dialect or French Creole saying? Researchers have found the Aiko refrain being used in Ghana as a call and response chant in a parade. There is also a theory going around that the lyrics have Native American roots. The part of the song where we sing Giacomo sounds like a phrase in a native language that goes Chukmo Fina. This makes sense since James Crawford said that in the original recording he is actually saying Chukamo. But when they pressed up the record, the label executive misspelled the song's title as Giacomo. Unfortunately, we may never find out what the true meaning actually is. Before we leave, let's take a second to listen to one more song that sticks to this Mardi Gras theme. Here's Big Chief, which was written by Earl King and performed on this version by blues pianist Professor Longhair. Once again, this song speaks from the perspective of the black masking Indians parading through the streets in full regalia.
Reception Podcast. Thank you once again for tuning in to Excellent Reception. If you love what we're doing here, please spread the word to other music lovers you know. Make sure you check us out at excellentreception.com. And if you haven't done it yet, please subscribe to the podcast so you can be the first to hear new episodes. Also, you can listen to my broadcast radio show, Eavesdrop Radio in Philadelphia every Friday from 6 to 9 p.m. on WKDU 91.7 FM or streaming live online at WKDU.org. So until next time, this is your host, Little Dave, signing off for excellent reception, where we're always coming in loud and clear with the sounds you need to hear. Excellent reception.